from the loading dock of the Nipty Radio Recording Studios, welcome. Today we are not only bringing you our Nipty practice tip, but also we're loading up the vans and getting ready to head out to Syracuse University for the 19th annual Nipty Summer College that begins next week. We are all very excited about this upcoming extravaganza. But today, we're going to be discussing the rule of completeness and what that means to you and the introduction of a defendant's statement to the jury. When the people introduce any of a defendant's out-of-court statements at trial for the truth of their content as evidence to establish his or her guilt, that statement is considered hearsay. The reason it can properly be admitted is because it will qualify under one of the exceptions to the rule against hearsay evidence usually as either an admission or a confession. The people are not required nor technically allowed to introduce any other portions of the statement that are not considered an admission or a confession or qualify under one of the other hearsay exceptions. The rule of completeness, however, requires that the defense be permitted to introduce those portions of the defendant's statement which the people do not introduce that relate to the admitted portions, including any exculpatory segment of the statement, which puts the statement into its full context as originally given. The Court of Appeals wrote, back in 1962 in People v. Gallo, The rule is, where use is made in a judicial proceeding of a prior declaration, the entire declaration at the time made, so far as relevant, must be taken together. A party may not utilize only so much of the declaration as is for its benefit, but he must also admit that which is against his interest, and the whole must stand or fall together. Court of Appeals has written a number of decisions directly quoting from and reaffirming the Gallo decision. In a case from the First Department, People v. Morales in the year 2002, the people conceded error on an appeal that the trial court erred in permitting the assistant district attorney to introduce a redacted portion of the defendant's grand jury testimony with only the inculpatory portions introduced, while the trial court did not permit the defense to introduce the related exculpatory sections of the testimony. The court wrote, as the people commendably concede, defendant was deprived of a fair trial when the court permitted the prosecutor to introduce a redacted version of the defendant's grand jury testimony, which admitted that the drugs were found in his bedroom on his dresser, but eliminated his explanation that he had no connection to the drugs and his suggestion that his son had brought the drugs into the room without his knowledge. With this evidentiary rule firmly in place, has become common practice for the people to introduce not only those inculpatory portions of a defendant's statement that qualify as admissions or confessions, but also those portions which would be admitted on the defense case pursuant to the rule of completeness. The reason for the people being permitted to introduce this technical hearsay is the following. If only the defense was permitted to introduce this portion of the defendant's statement, during the cross-examination of the witness through whom the statement has been introduced, it would appear that the people had attempted to hide evidence and mislead the jury. This is similar to the rationale that permits both sides in a criminal trial to technically impeach the general credibility of their own witnesses by questioning them on direct examination about their prior criminal record. Still, it is the choice of the people, if they so choose, to omit those portions and then permit the defense to introduce them themselves on the cross-examination. 
The rule of completeness does not, however, give the defense carte blanche to introduce every word that is contained in the defendant's statement to law enforcement or in a grand jury testimony. There are circumstances where portions of the defendant's statement have no relevance to the inculpatory portion of the statement and thus may be properly redacted by the people and precluded by the court from being introduced by the defense. In the case of People v. Walker, a First Department decision from 2001, the defendant's videotaped statement, which the people intended to introduce at trial, contained two references to the victim of the murder having previously committed robberies in the area. The people redacted those comments, and the trial court did not allow those portions to be introduced by the defense. After the defendant's conviction, his appeal included an attack on this ruling by the trial judge. In affirming the conviction, the appellate division wrote, The court properly exercised its discretion in permitting the people to introduce defendant's videotape confession in which the two references were redacted. The redactions did not violate the rule of completeness. There was nothing exculpatory about the redacted matter because, in context, it had no relation to the defendant's justification defense, and it was not explanatory of the admitted portions of the statement. The rule of completeness does not apply when a defendant's previous statement is being used to impeach his or her present testimony and is not introduced as an admission or confession. It is only being introduced to impeach. It is not being introduced for the truth of its content. In the case of People v. Ramos, a 1987 Court of Appeals decision, the court held that a portion of a statement that is raised to impeach a defendant does not entitle defendant to bolster his own credibility by introducing other portions containing prior consistent statements on unrelated matters. However, whenever either party is impeaching a witness with a prior inconsistent statement, and there are additional portions of the statement which should be considered by the jury so as to properly put the impeaching language into a more correct and clarifying context, then such additional portions of the statement are permitted to be introduced. In the case of People v. Torrey, a 1977 Court of Appeals decision, the court held, where only a part of a statement is drawn out on cross-examination, the other parts may be introduced on redirect examination for the purpose of explaining or clarifying that statement. The redirect examination related directly to the subject matter of the cross-examination bore upon the question of justification and was therefore proper. Since justification was the primary issue in this case, we cannot say that refusal to admit the further grand jury testimony was harmless error. The most common example of an attempt to improperly use the rule of completeness is where the people have impeached the defendant on a specific issue and then the defense requests of the court the right to introduce the entire statement from which the impeachment evidence came regardless of its relationship to that specific question on the impeachment issue. This would be incorrect. Please be sure to see the written version of today's Nifty Practice Tip for all the case law citation for the issues discussed. Also, if you'd like a more comprehensive version of this discussion, please see the Nifty memo entitled The Rule of Completeness Found in the PE. As always, our thanks to our crack producer and gaffer, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends.